What's up? What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, it's, it's going. You? Same. <laughs> All right. So, sorry we didn't have a show last week. I've been kind of busy work picking up. and Yeah, I'm basically running on, like, maybe five hours of sleep. So, All right. <laughs> so, uh, this is Ryan McCumber with Mike Sterner, uh, with uh, Ryan and Mike. Best, uh Kind of been slow couple weeks with Michigan State sports, so probably going to be a football heavy show. Yes. So let's get it started. So yeah. uh, first thing I just think Coach D's new uh, mom passed away yesterday, uh, according to Coach Izzo at his show yesterday. So definitely want to say thoughts and prayers out to his family um, on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's really, really sad news. Uh, also, uh, Justin Lane declares for the draft. Uh, probably not super surprising, I guess. Uh, no. Uh, he, 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 I don't know if he's going to play. I, I would assume he's not going to play in the bowl game. I don't so. think he will, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, but, yeah, he, he declared for the draft uh, the last – week um so uh and we're still waiting to hear on uh, Raekwon Williams, Kenny Wilkes and uh LJ um, Scott also declared for the draft as well. Yes. I would I would say it's a safe bet that uh those two guys will come back. I'd be shocked if either one left. Uh Yeah, I I would too. I think they're both going to stay. I think they'll both stay. So I I think you're obviously you're getting most of the defense back uh LJ Scott, I mean, you would like to have him if you could have him, but he basically wasn't on the team this year with the injury. So you're you're not really losing much from what you already had this year. On that note, so you lose, and then you lose some of the the seniors too. So those guys will be big. Kari Felton, those guys will all be big. But that's that's every program. That's every year. Uh, it's good to see, though. I mean, one of my thoughts with the Justin Lane thing is, obviously, you have all wide ranges of what fans say. You have the crazy ones who say, if you don't play in a bowl game, then you uh, lose respect from your teammates, which is just stupid. And then you have most people understanding about it, and then people that are still upset. But I think the biggest takeaway for me is, okay, you have a guy going in the uh, draft. That's what good programs do, right? Every every good program has guys who declare early for the draft sometimes. So it's good news for the program ultimately. And then you, you wish Justin success and hopefully he becomes a lockdown corner in the NFL. That would be good, good news and add on to the guys we already do have in the NFL at that position. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I mean, selfishly, you wish he would stay for another year, but at the same time, it is definitely a good thing that he's – you've got guys that are talented enough to leave early, and he's definitely – I mean, I think he's probably – I thought he was the best pro prospect on the team before the season started and uh, wound up being true, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's kind of I – think, I think he'll have a pretty successful NFL career. He's got the size you look for in a DB nowadays. And oh, and so he's gotten the, better every year, too. So, yeah. 
he's going to progress. I think he just – it's one of those things. Does he get put in a good situation for him and stuff like that, the typical NFL thing. And he's probably a mid-round, maybe, you know, third, fourth-round pick. I'd, I'd be surprised if he fell further than that. But that that's probably what you're looking at. And then for those of you – for those of you who are all about that draft streak, it will be kept alive this year. I think there's no question about that. Yep, for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, that I think that's, what, like 70-something years now or something crazy like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know Sean loves that stat, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he knows that stat down to the, the, the smallest detail, but. Yep. So that that's going to continue. Uh Obviously, uh, MSU is playing on New Year's Eve against Oregon uh, at, I think, 3 o'clock local time. Uh, yep. Eastern time, I mean. Uh, yep, and 12 o'clock there. I'll be yeah. at that place. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going, unfortunately. But, uh, I mean, I'm not expecting a huge turnout because it was kind of a disappointing season and I know that San Francisco, which yeah, is the area which they're playing, is kind ton, of expensive. We have so. a ton of West Coast Spartans, though. I think that's where you're going to see the bulk of the turnout. We have a ton of West Coast Spartans, so I don't. It's not going to be. It'll probably be similar to what the Holiday Bowl was last. I, year. I think. I think it'll there will be there will be less people just based on how the season went because it was a disappointing season and. Yeah, uh, maybe you're going to get less people who travel out there. Yeah. I think, but you're you're going to get the same amount of people that live in that area. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I mean, I, I traveling wise, definitely there's. I think there's going to definitely be less people just based on how the season went compared to last year, but. Uh, yeah, so they play, they're playing on New Year's Eve. Um, uh, I, I guess that Justin Herbert's going to play. I'm kind of surprised by that. I he, thought... I've, I've heard rumors he might come back next year. I still don't believe that part, but it is – you don't often see quarter – that's one thing, like, I know Will Greer was the first quarterback to ever in this – since we had this trend of skipping bowl games – he he was the first one ever to say I'm not going to play. So he, and Haskins is also playing. Which yeah, it's the Rose Bowl, so it's a little bit different. But even still, I mean, you're talking about these guys as a quarterback. They're kind of looked at as the leader. So it it might be a little bit different and how they look at the process. But so and maybe that's what Herbert's doing, or maybe if he does come back next year. Honestly, I think he's making a mistake just because so many things can happen. And that that hurts your stock for the future year, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question somebody if that's their choice. So yeah, I've always thought if you're a promised first round draft pick, you should always go, and it's probably a mistake to come back. But hey, if you want to do you want to do that, you do you, I guess. Uh, but this <laughs> year's this year's quarterback draft class isn't very strong, so I'd full I would be surprised if he stays, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I think. That they're very intriguing matchup. I mean, the MSU defense versus a very high-powered Oregon offense. I think a lot of people from our vantage point are thinking, how are we going to score enough points to beat these guys? But I think you can also look at it and say, at the same time, Oregon fans might be looking at it and say, this is the best defense we've played all year. Are we going to be able to put up points? And so MSU's held every team – you know, even Ohio State got held in check, and, and and you can argue they have a better offense than Oregon. 
they got held in check. They really didn't score many points offensively. A lot of their points were off of miscues from MSU. So I think it'll be interesting. Hopefully the offense has a better showing than what they did in November because otherwise it's going to be a tough game to watch. But you're going to have some guys be healthy and maybe LJ has a big game because it's, you know, I know he's playing in that game and maybe it's his broke breakout uh, game. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's playing, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, the offensive line isn't, hasn't really been able to get a push most of the season. So I, I would be somewhat surprised. And that's another reason I don't really blame him for leaving because I know that, you you don't know what you're going to get out of the offensive line next year, what you're running behind. I mean, he had, other than his first season, he's had, he hasn't had a really good offensive line to run behind. That's so, true. Uh, I, I'm interested to see. I, I think he's going to be drafted, too, probably, I, probably I too. like fourth or through the sixth round is my guess, but yeah, we'll see. Somebody will take him on potential, I think. And plus, at the same time, Another, to add to your point of why he probably went, well, the shelf life of his position is just not the same of every other position. So you kind of have to take advantage of what you have. And, I mean, it LJ could make a name for himself in the NFL. Look, year after year, you see an undrafted guy. This year it was undrafted or end of the rounds get, you know, uh, make an impact. This year you saw Philip Lindsay with the – the Broncos, you see Justin Jackson from Northwestern was a seventh round pick. He's doing some stuff with the Chargers. So you have a chance to make an impact at that position. I would not be shocked to see LJ make a name for himself in the NFL. I don't expect him to be Le'Veon Bell, but I definitely think he has a chance to, to find a, a niche in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I mean, I know he's been somewhat disappointing just based on all the hype that he brought in, but I mean, I don't think – I think some of it's not his fault because some of it was he was hurt. Yep. He, like I said, he didn't really have a good offensive line to run behind other than his first season. So, we'll see what he can do in the league. I, I I think that he'll be able to stick around for a little bit. But like you said, the shelf life for running backs isn't that long. So, we'll see what happens. Yep. I, I think that definitely there. Uh, and And the – I think the outlook at the position, like I said, for, for the future for MSU, it's pretty much the same except, you, you know, you got the younger guys that were like the Eli Collins and guys like that. Those guys will probably see more reps going forward. Uh, and then you got guys like Ladarius Jefferson has a year under his belt. Connor Hayward has another year under his belt. So the, the position outlook is fine at running back. And I, I know a lot of people were asking about, too, we talked about Lane declaring for the draft. A lot of people were saying, okay, who's going to step up and replace Lane? I mean, I don't think anybody's necessarily going to step in and do exactly what he did, but there's more than enough talent at that position to, to be fine there. And it's, you can even say to yourself, well, we didn't have Josiah Scott for pretty much this whole year, so we already have a shutdown quarter on that side, and we're going to have other guys who got a lot of reps this year. I mean, you got Trey Person, Shakir Brown. Um, Josh Butler, and then you, you got the the Williams and, and the Gervins of the world who are really talented. They just haven't had a ton of reps yet. Yeah, yeah, and you're bringing in a couple guys next year too. Yeah, like Julian Barnett's supposed to be pretty good. And we'll see what what they add in the next 24 hours or so because the signing days on Wednesday. Uh, all the guys that are committed right now are expected to sign. 
Um, and I think that there's a couple guys who MSU is actually waiting on to see uh, what they decide to do. Uh, one of the one of the names is actually familiar. He was committed for a while. Jordan Huff was actually in on a visit uh, this weekend. Uh, he is from Georgia. He was committed. He committed earlier then decommitted because he was wondering if he, I guess he wanted to stay home. Um, but he came and he committed to Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech had a coaching change and uh, where he came up for a visit uh, this past weekend. So uh, it's, I guess he might flip. I'm not sure if he's going to, but uh, it wouldn't be that surprising. Um, there's a couple other guys that are supposed to announce uh, tomorrow. Kayvon Butler, a defensive tackle currently committed to Kentucky, is yep. uh visit, he he's been on he's been to MSU on a couple of visits. Uh he's going to be uh a lot of people think he's gonna flip tomorrow. Um that would be and, a, that would be a nice get. Yeah, and then Keith Randolph from Illinois uh is supposed to decide between I guess pretty much Michigan State and Illinois are the two. Uh and there's mixed feelings on where he's going to go. So that, those are the three that are supposed to announce their plans tomorrow. Other than that, Michigan State's class is almost pretty much full. Who, Ryan, would you say is the – I think we both agree that the biggest get in the class was uh, was the uh, was Dobbs, obviously. I think we yeah. can both agree on that. Who do you think is going to be – kind of the X factor, the guy who makes a name for himself, who, who's not necessarily getting as, as much love as a Dobbs. Uh, I would say Barnett, but he's like a top 100 recruit. So I don't know if that's fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, Aaron, Aaron Young, uh, who committed, I think a couple months ago uh, from yeah. Pennsylvania. I, I think he's going to be really good. Uh, he's, he's a running back, but he's, he's a guy who can, Catch the ball in the backfield, uh, and he, he's uh, he's a guy who plays against top competition every single week out in Pennsylvania. He was on the best team out there, and he was tearing everybody up. I think he's way better than his recruiting ranking. I, 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 think, I think he's kind of the speed guy MSU's been missing. I, uh, I think he's going to be really good. You think? You think? I think. Do you think Young will be a player who plays right away? Yeah, I think he's going to play right away. I think year. so too. That I would agree with that. I think Aaron Young is one of those guys. I, I know. I mean, our fan base is starving for that running back. I think we've we've kind of missed out on that a little bit. I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line, but he is a he's a speed guy. Uh, I think he, he's got more than enough opportunity, especially with LJ now declaring to 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 make a name for himself right away. At, you know, and that would be huge if if he could step in and have a role. Uh, I think uh, another guy, I, li- I like Trey Mosley a lot. Uh, he's an interesting prospect. I know when I was on Twitter still, he was always uh, he was always tweeting. <laughs> he likes to troll a little bit. Uh, I just like the offensive line of this class overall. I think this is our best O-line group in a long time. Uh, if not ever, it's t- at least in terms of recruiting. So we we talked a lot about the development of the offensive line has been disappointing uh, this this season and and really last season even. And to get guys like Dobbs and Brown, you know, these are guys that might be able to step in right 
right away and uh and give you some action and that's necessary i know i know people bring up the point all the time on the group about how we have a ton of our guys are under 300 pounds and that's not a recipe for success on the offensive line well you got a guy like dobbs from brown they add a little bit of weight on at msu they're going to be about 300 pounds so yep uh those are guys that are are capable of stepping in and and fixing that issue. So there's a lot to be optimistic about with this class. Uh, it's a vintage Mark D'Antonio class. Uh, it, it's right ranked right around where you'd expect. I think it's what a little bit higher than last year. It's 27. It's four spots higher than last yeah, year. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's right around. You, you, you're right around that area about every year for typically for the Mark D'Antonio recruiting classes. And then you have those key pieces. That, that you expect to be big time. And then you have a couple other guys uh, further down the list that will probably make an impact and be better what the, than what their recruiting rating said they would be. Yeah, I, I, I the defensive line class is pretty impressive too. Um, I mean, they, they've only got – I don't even think they have a defensive tackle committed, but the two guys they've got committed that are DNs are – Really high ceiling guys. Mike Fletcher is a guy who was recruited by a lot of got a lot of teams. Uh, point. Yep. Yep. And uh, Adam Burkhorse is a guy that Michigan Notre Dame recruited. He's from Zealand, which is kind of near Grand Rapids. Yep. Uh, he's gonna. I I think that he, that's a guy who's probably gonna redshirt next year. I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Fletcher plays a little bit, but I, I I don't know if he's gonna play all four games, but I, I expect him to at least play a little bit. The, the the four game thing lets you do a lot of stuff, so that that opens up a lot of avenues. And plus, we're we're just deep on the defensive line overall. We're pretty deep. Uh, I think at DN would be the 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 there's less depth at DN, but yeah, he, he so he might see some action. But I think the the Antonio hopes to redshirt. He's always wanted. He's always. Uh, he's always tried to redshirt his guys if he can, if he can afford to do so. And with this four game rule, he might be able to afford to do so even more. Honestly, he he didn't really use the four games for some players this year at all. I mean, the only only three guys this year went over the four game limit. Uh, yeah. It was uh, Jalen Naylor, Darius Jefferson, and uh, Xavier Henderson. That was it. Yep. So, yep. like you said, they I, I don't see I, th- I, I the only guys that I think are gonna wind up burning red shirts next year. I think Dobbs is probably gonna play Barnett, uh, maybe Trey Mosley. I don't know. Wide receivers pretty deep position. Yeah. Uh, but if I we think, have the injuries, we did. The- yeah, he'll play for sure if there's <laughs> injuries like that again. Uh, Aaron Young, I think, is gonna burn his red shirt. Uh, I think that's about it. Maybe Marcel Lewis, but like a linebacker is pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty we're good. Losing, we're losing some guys there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I see only three guys, and I think that have a good shot of bringing their red shirt again. So, like like you said, this four this four game rule kind of lets you gives you some flexibility on some stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there, I I fully I think Julian Barnett's going to be the biggest impact guy right away but because just because offensive line is kind of hard to step in 
And I don't and, know how Dobbs is going to. People don't really notice the offensive line unless it goes really bad. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I expect Barnett, who can play either corner or wide receiver, to play a lot next year. But I, other than that, I, I, I think, I, I, like I said, I think Aaron Young will play just because running back is kind of an unknown next year. So, but yeah, the, this is a class that I think it's going to be guys you'll see impacts. Be, uh, these guys making most of them making impacts by the third or fourth year, which is pretty normal for yeah. MSU. Well, if you if you're getting that in every class, which is what MSU wants to do, that then you you reach those goals. So, I, I think Mark D'Antonio likes to have those guys that are in there for a while. So I think that's one thing that shocks people when you see a guy like Lane declare early is we. A lot of our guys will stay the four years. Even guys that probably could declare in their third year, they'll stay the four years and they just get better every single year. But Justin Lane, I mean, I can't blame him for making that decision because I think uh, he's just physically he's as good as it gets. The physical tools for being a corner, he's there. Uh, and he's gotten better every single year since he's been there. And And he probably looks at something like Felton's injury and says – that could be me next year. I don't know, and I don't want to take that risk. So let me let me go get my money, and and, and uh, work to reach my career goals in the NFL as soon as I can. Right. Yeah. I I will never fault somebody for doing what's best for them. And some of these people saying that they lose the respect of their teammates <laughs> is just a, such a stupid, ridiculous statement. I I can't believe some people actually believe that. I'm glad that guy got ripped on the on – Oh, the my recruiting. God. <laughs> such a terrible take. That and, oh, we should address the other really bad take just because I think it's funny. The, the other pretty bad take, I'm not going to name names, but I saw it was uh, – we should stop recruiting brothers at MSU. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And there was another one who said he didn't want Jalen Terry because he's under six feet tall. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure most of you can guess who these people are if you are in the recruiting group. It's not very hard to figure out who is saying this. <laughs> but, yeah, those are the – those are. The- had in our in our uh, Facebook group over the past week, so uh, <laughs> yeah, these are, these are pretty much weekly. So if you're interested in seeing this for fun, make sure you're on the in the group. I think most it's, of you uh, are that listen to this. Yeah, so yeah, th- those are those are interesting takes to say the least. But yeah, so since we mentioned Jalen Terry, Jalen Terry, a 2019, 20, oh, sorry. 2020 uh, point guard recruit from Flint is announcing his commitment on the 20th of December. He is a guy who Michigan State has been recruiting for a long time. Uh, super athletic. Uh, definitely needs to – I mean, he, he's a top – 247 Sports themselves has him as a top 30 recruit, which I think is way more accurate. Yeah, and what the composite has him, and he's barely even in the top 100, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, they, he's down. Last I saw, he was down to MSU, uh, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa State. State right? uh, crap, who else was the other teams? Let me bring it up. Um, yeah, I, 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 most people think it's going to be Michigan State. Uh, he's he was on campus for the game on 
Uh, on a Sunday, he's been to MSU countless times. Uh, Mississippi State, Missouri are the other two schools. Okay. Um, uh, he's a guy who I think if, if his recruit, if he would have dragged his recruitment out more, that a lot of the big schools would have came in and offered him. Yep. Uh, he's Flint has had a lot of good players come out of there. Obviously, Miles Bridges, Monte Morris, yep. Team Cleaves. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, this is probably the best player to come out of Flint since uh, Bridges, for sure. Uh, most people have said this is the best point guard, at least at the very least, to come out since Monte Morris, who was who's actually playing in the NBA right now, was really good at Iowa State. Uh, yeah. Like I said, most people think he's going to pick Michigan State. Uh, I know some people probably have some PTSD from Romeo Weems and Vernon Carey for the past. Yeah, what, what but, just happened with them? But this this would be extremely surprising if he doesn't take Michigan attached, State. There's stories attached behind this. One, uh, Vern, Vernon Carey, it's Duke. You, if you expect to get a recruit when we're facing Duke at this point, then I can't help you. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, the, then the Romeo Weems is just there's just I think we think there's a there's a lot going on with that. <laughs> Let's just put. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody out of their right mind picks DePaul without things going behind going on behind the scenes. Let's just leave it at that, and <laughs> because that coach is going to get fired after this year, and they haven't made the tournament since I was like nine years old. So yeah, they're not. They're not good. Uh, but yeah, this is one I expect Michigan State to get Jalen Terry on. Uh, next week, I think at this about yeah, about, yeah, nine days from now. So, That'll fully be expecting that late, late night, nice late Christmas present probably for Michigan State fans, assuming things go the way they're supposed to. Yeah, um, that should that should work that way. Yeah, so that would be the first 2020 commit for Michigan State for basketball. Uh, I'm trying to get Kenny Jordan on the show hopefully next week so we can talk. That, yeah, he's going to add a lot of insight. So he, he's 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 really plugged into the state of Michigan recruiting scene for football and basketball. Uh, he told me he wants to come on. So yeah, I, try I and get him on next week. That'll be a good show. Especially with signing day and for football and, uh, like I said, Jalen Terry committing on uh, next week. Thursday, so yeah, uh, let's get Kenny on. <laughs> so we'll get him on. That's probably perfect timing for that. Uh, I think that almost covers everything. There, it's been kind of a slow well, couple weeks. Well, so. well, what's I guess we can talk about the outlook for the basketball team. There's not a lot because we're we're in that we're in that post finals season at MSU where you're getting. This is where we, every year we play Oakland and we have like only three or four games in, in like a three week span and and it's just not a lot going on. What what do you what do you have to see from this team in that time to 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 gain a little more confidence? Not not that you're gonna lose confidence, but what what do, would you like to see? I'd like to see Foster Lawyer become functional because you can you need a guy, I think, to step up that's actually a point guard. Yeah. I'd, I'd prefer not to have Matt McQuaid running the point. Uh, have a guy st- have Foster Lawyer be at least functional so he can play some minutes and give Cassius Winston a blow. I, I, think, I don't know if that's going to happen because his his defense just isn't good. Yeah. But uh, and 
Cassius Winston isn't a good defender himself, and I don't know if Izzo is willing to put up with the lapses that Foster Lawyer puts out there with the, with his defense. But I'd like to see him become at least somewhat functional on the defensive end. Uh, and he's he's not there offensively yet. I mean, at some point he's going to get there, but he has. I don't know. Yeah, I think he just needs to gain confidence. Like for instance, I think everybody remembers at the end of the Louisville game when he passed up that open shot and made a bad pass. Some of that is just, hey, dude, put up the shot. Have confidence right. in yourself. Put up the shot, and, and you can make it. Um, I think that's part of what Foster needs. Just to, And I think these kind of games help, you know, in Oakland or a Green Bay or a Northern Illinois. These, these kind of games help the young players get the – because, I mean, you should be beating these teams by big margins. You, they should – so to the point where you can feel comfortable mid-second half or even earlier, you can say, okay, Foster, get out there. Gabe Brown, get out there. Uh, Marcus Bingham, get out there. Because I think the only guy who's played significant minutes in, in big games so far this year is Aaron Henry. And, That's correct. And so we do need these guys to step up because what if Matt McQuaid gets injured again or what if somebody else gets injured again? It, or gets injured in the in the future, you got to have guys ready to go, and I think that's what Izzo wants to use this. And I know Izzo had his press conference earlier this week, and he said, "Well, this is my favorite time of year." He said, uh, the, I, "We can practice more. There's no finals. There's no school." And I know he even said something about it. most of the girlfriends went home too. So <laughs> <laughs> typical Izzo, but uh, that 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 is a big time for these guys. Um, but it's even still, I mean, we only have two games left until we go back into conference play. And so the games themselves are not really even the biggest piece. It's the practices because you, yep. you have a lot of time between now and and that next Big Ten game. Even though there's only two games in between that, Northwestern, we get them on the second. So between now and that first Big Ten, second or that, that Big Ten game, coming back from the two games we already played those practices are crucial you got to get better because if we get thrown right it back into the flames after that and all of a sudden once you start that other half of big 10 play you're starting to talk about seating and and the conference race and all that stuff so this is a big point in development although we don't have a lot to talk about this is a really big time for for the basketball team. Tend to agree with that for sure. Uh, I might see early. I mean, the conference play conference play starting out isn't that tough. The first no. four games, at least. I mean, you got you go to Ohio State. That's definitely going to be a tough yeah. game. But you get Northwestern at home, Purdue at home. Who Purdue has wound up being god awful. Thank thank yeah. the Lord, which is quite <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> Penn State at home. Penn State on the road. Not a good team. Uh, Should win that game, but yep. every road game. It's a road game, yep. so you, you don't know. At Nebraska uh, is going to be tough. That's going to be tough. I wouldn't be surprised. If we, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose that game. Uh, Maryland at home should be a win, but Maryland's yep. actually better than I thought they'd be. At Iowa should be tough. Per, at Even Purdue. at at Purdue what, should be tough. Let's get a uh, win there. <laughs> yeah. At Illinois uh, is the. The one I I feel uh, best of most confident. Yeah, they're not good. They they are not a good team this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, uh, February is kind of tough. I mean, looking at the schedule, you yeah. got Indiana at home, and Indiana looks like they're a lot better than I thought they'd be. 
Wisconsin on the road. Home uh, even Minnesota, it. even Minnesota at home. Minnesota's a lot better than I thought they'd be this year. They have that win over Nebraska. Yep. Yep. They're yeah. They look way better than I thought they would. The Ohio State at home. Tough. I, I yeah at Michigan. Yeah, I mean this. It's not this. This definitely the conference is way better than what. And then last season for sure. I think you're looking at eight, nine teams that can get in, and we only had four last year. So that, I think, yeah, I think the conference winner might win a lot, might win eleven or twelve games. Uh, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a twenty game schedule now. So, uh, no, nah, it'll be more than no. Nine. I th- sorry. I, it, it, I said it, the it, conference winner will have five losses. I think that's what. So, was my yeah, guess. it was what twenty? Yeah, there's twenty conference games. Yeah, now, right? so I said they yes. have five losses in league play. That was I was th- I was th- I was thinking without the twenty. I was thinking the old schedule. Yeah, so I was th- I was thinking. Yeah, well, you, so you were saying conference. basically six losses. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. Pretty, I we'll yeah. have to see though. I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I w- I would be shocked. MSU and Michigan they got to be the favorites right now. Uh, I think Nebraska's and Indiana have have a little bit of a say. Ohio State might have a little bit of a say. So, but I think though, I mean, if you want to win the conference this year, and that's not always MSU's goal in basketball. The goal is to do well in the tournament more than the the conference play. But if you want to see MSU win the conference this year, I think they have to at least split against Michigan. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I think I think that that's a fair ask. I think I don't think. I think both teams are going to split. I, I mean, it's yeah. Michigan's kind of come to life. I I know a lot of people thought, oh, they're far and away the best team in the country and all this stuff. But the last few games, they they struggled with Northwestern. It's hard to go on the road. They struggled at Northwestern. They struggled a little bit with South Carolina, and then they really struggled with Western Michigan. So they they have some things to work out. They're still a really good team, but. As you go through this long season, unless you're like playing in one of those really low end conferences, you are going to find a loss or a couple losses. It's just how it goes. Yeah, for sure. I I I, I do think that they're a really good team. Do I think that they're a top four team in the country? That's debatable. I'm not sure about that. They have well, a, plus they have they have a really short bench, so we'll see how that plays out with the season. Uh, going on, but I, I don't know. I I mean, I, they're a really good team, but I don't know if the Big Ten has. Uh, I don't think they have a national title contender this year. So, yeah, uh, probably we'll, we'll not. See. But to me, in my opinion, the, the the country's pretty open. I think a lot of people would give it to like Duke right now, or maybe Kansas. But those teams, don't... yeah, I'm not even sold on Kansas. I, I don't think they're that good. I think Duke is definitely the best team in the country right now. But... Yeah, but. With a young team like that, you could always lose. So it's yeah, it's just one of those things. So we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, I think the goal for MSU this year is just get out of the first weekend. That's what everyone wants. Yeah, pretty much, or else people are going to lose it even more if they don't get it out <laughs> the first be, weekend. There's going to be more of there's going to be more Achilles on the group. <laughs> oh God! Please, for the love of God, get out of the first weekend this year. I can't. I cannot deal with any of that stupid garbage anymore. <laughs> That's too well, no, I think yeah, that that basically covers everything, I think. Uh, uh next for next week I think we'll we can try to get Kenny on and next yeah, time he, we'll try to have we'll put up a thread and have people put in what questions they'd like to ask because I don't think yeah. we did that this time. And that'll yeah, Kenny, dictate where we go with it. Kenny did text me I think yesterday or Sunday I think Sunday. 
asking when when do you want when when do we want him to come on. I told him next week, so yeah. definitely next week. Let's plan that because then we can talk about all the, all things recruiting and basketball will still be slow at that time. So yeah, perfect timing for it. So all right, sounds good, man. Uh, for Ryan McCumber, uh, for oh my god, <laughs> for Mike Sterner, this is Ryan McCumber. Uh, go green, go white. <laughs>